0: Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life, VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Life with Liz. So we're going to get started with the podcast in just a moment. But first, I want to talk about Orgain nutrition. So you all know I'm obsessed with my organ protein shakes. I have the ready-made for when I'm traveling or need something on the go. But I love, love, love the vanilla bean superfood protein powder. And I blend it up with my silk Almond cashew milk that has 10 grams of protein per cup. And right there, I have 31 grams of protein ready to go and start my day. So now I'm so excited because I love breakfast for dinner and I have a thing for pancakes, especially. And they now have protein pancakes. Yeah, you heard me. Protein pancakes. Still completely clean plant-based nutrition. They have three different kinds, 10 grams of protein per serving. They have whole wheat and oat pancakes. They have So, superfoods. There's 50 superfoods within these pancakes. So, if you're someone who needs a little extra fiber or help with your digestive system, look no further. Go for the superfoods. And then they also have gluten free because they realize that that is a true sensitivity out there. They're all dairy free. They even have a gluten free, and they are freaking delicious. Okay, delicious. And like I said, breakfast is good any time of the day. So, definitely go to Orgain.com. use my promo code at checkout, LizRow30, for 30% off your entire shopping cart, and stock up on your MCT oil, your protein pancakes, your protein bars, protein powders, you name it, they have it. They even have kid-friendly things, so if you're looking for something quick and easy, but still totally healthy and clean for your kid... Orgain has it. Again, that's promo code LizRow30 at checkout. Hello, hello, hello. I hope you had a wonderful post-Thanksgiving weekend. How was your Thanksgiving? I really want to know. Message me on Twitter or Instagram. Let me know how you made it through the holidays and what your favorite bariatric recipes were and how you took control of it or even indulged a little and got back on track. So, it's really important to to find that kind of healthy balance if once in a while you have some cake or a piece of pie and literally just probably a bite because we're going to get full after that, right? Um, it's important to find ways to get back on track. So that's what today's episode is all about, eight steps to getting back on track after indulging or falling off your bariatric wagon, whatever it may be. You know, a lot of people on my... Uh, Facebook group right now are talking about how um, they're six months in, they've been slipping a lot more, especially right now, they can't resist all the good smelling yummy holiday foods. So let's talk about it. What happens if you have to get back on track? The first thing is acceptance. You know, you have to avoid the negative thoughts and understand that relapsing is part of any stage of change. It just is. Don't dwell on the fact that you went off course, but instead accept it. Identify what's going to motivate you again. You know, when I put on my Apple Watch and start tracking my movements again, because she she's annoying, my little Apple Watch, and she gives me reminders like, hey, you need a walk, um, or you need to take a, a deep breath, or you need to stand up. It's been a while. Whatever it may be, because you can set all different kinds of reminders, that is gets to me because it's, I don't know, it's like a little mini guilt trip for my electronic watch. So find out what's going to motivate you again. Write down three reasons you need to resume healthier habits. You know, for example, you can write clearly why you need to do it and post it where you can read it daily. This is a big part of the reason I post my journey on Instagram and I do stories and I talk about things because, I can save those and highlight reels and then go back and watch my journey for the last five months. So really, it's very, very important to find some way to track it. If you don't want to do it publicly, don't. But take your photos, have a journal, or just make a post-it. You know, why Why do you want to do this? Do you want to ride an amusement park ride comfortably? Do you want to stay off insulin? Do you not want the extension belt on an airplane? Because I know, like, I wasn't quite to that yet, um, but flying was very uncomfortable. And when I flew just a couple of weeks ago, it was so much more comfortable, you guys. And I could, like, fold up my legs again and, and kind of, like, cuddle into my seats. So it was definitely a, a big motivator for me to kind of keep this journey going. So step number two, keep a journal. And I use the word journal loosely in, uh, getting back on track. So a journal could be many things to many people. You just heard me say I track it on Instagram. That's true. I also use the MyPlate app on my phone to track all of my food, but it could be anything. You could do your own video diary. You could keep an actual journal. Um, you can use any sort of online app like MyFitnessPal, LoseIt, BerryTastic, anything that helps you track Track your valuable information and nutrients like protein, fiber, your sugar, things that you are constantly have to watching on your metrics, and take the beneficial step in determining how to budget your intake of protein. So um, that journal gives you something to reflect back on. So those weeks you did really good and you lost five pounds and the weeks where you stalled, that journal helps you assess because... The other thing you can't do is be like, well, I kept my diet exactly the same and now I've stalled. You got to mix it up. Your body acclimates. It gets used to it. That journal will help you know what to tweak, when to add something, when to subtract something. Um, So again, I use the word journal loosely, but find a way to, to track. Step number three, find your direction. This one's hard, you guys. It's really hard because... A lot of times when you let those negative thoughts in, it allows you to cloud your judgment. It allows you to kind of put blinders on to the path that you need to find. So if you take the guesswork out of change and find your direction, you're going to be able to remember those basic, basic guidelines of our life. It's not a diet. It's our life. So remember your protein goals every single day. Um, mine currently is 60, you know, at a year I want to be, excuse me, at a year I want to be 75 grams a day. Um, if you're someone who needs to track your fiber because you're having issues with that, um, we all need to track our fluid intake. And like I said, you know, it's about balance. So if you're going to have a glass of wine, have an extra glass of water, um, because you want that 64 ounces to be pure water intake. So remember that review all of your meals log them, determine if you're dividing your intake throughout the day or if not. So what I mean by that is find your direction. You can't do your protein all in one sitting or two sittings. So at each meal, you need to aim for 20 grams of protein, 20 to 25, depending male or female, um, at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then your little snacks in between should also be protein-based. But those don't have to be huge amounts of protein. I like those miniature kind bars that are like 100 calories, 3 grams of protein, and it's just a little something to keep me going. And there's only like three ingredients in them. They're still clean, and it just gives me like a little little nosh. Um, It could take three or four weeks to really balance out what it's doing. So don't expect this to be some miracle thing overnight to get back on track. It could take a while. It really, really could because you have to really pay attention to what you're doing. Step number four, they talk about this in one of the very first classes, and that is mindful eating, which really comes down to meal spacing. Your meals and snacks should be every three to four hours apart. Don't graze. This is something I do. I'll make a big serving of eggs and just eat it throughout the morning versus trying to just eat static meals. And that's because I haven't figured out how to really balance how much I can eat at one time. So that's something that I'm currently working on to stay on track. Um, Again, it's totally healthy when I'm eating. It's not like I'm eating like crackers or something all day. But um, you've got to set your timers and reminders and get yourself back on your schedule. It's like, you know, when you're a baby, you have a feeding schedule. Well, now you have a baby stomach and it has a feeding schedule. That's just really kind of how you have to think about it. So remember to eat slow, chew your food well, And do not drink while eating. I know, that one's so hard because it goes against everything we've done growing up. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast every week. I super, super appreciate you all. And I love your Instagram love that you've been giving me and all of the reach outs. So, so grateful. So I wanted to do something for you all because I know a lot of you have said you wanted to get my book, but you haven't done it yet. Well, right now on Kindle through the holidays, I've made it 99 cents. That's right. 99 cents for A Hex in the West by Liz Rao. And I love, love, love this book because it's just, it's a little more personal to me. It has a lot more of my personality into it. And it's set in Colorado and Georgetown, which has the cutest little Christmas markets. And It's just something unique and fun, and I hope it brings a smile to your face. And it has a trick ending. It's not like all those other little romance cozy mysteries. It's different. And you won't know why it's different until the very end of the novel. So right now on Kindle, look up A Hex in the West by Liz Rao and download it right now for 99 cents. It's only going to last through the holidays, and I want you all to be a part of this journey with me. Uh, The next step. It's my favorite step. Because it's the only one I've never, like, really slacked on. Drink water. Wada wada wada. And yes, I'm referring to plain, old-fashioned water. The nectar from the gods, really, from Mother Nature. She cries all the time for us so we can have water. So, you can infuse it with lemon or cucumber or frozen berries, ginger, whatever you want to. But as soon as you're able to... Get rid of artificial sweeteners, whether they're sugar-free or not, because you're still putting chemicals in your body that you don't need and that create their own little addictions before you know it. Absolutely zero, zero carbonated liquids, which was really hard for me because I'm a girl from Missouri who now lives in the microbrew capital of the world called Denver, Colorado, and I love beer, and I can't have it anymore. It hurts. It does. So no carbonated liquids whatsoever and try to limit your caffeinated beverages you know i'm a girl who went from four to five cups of coffee a day down to one to two and then i drink two extra glasses of water to kind of balance that because the caffeine can cause dehydration if you drink too much so i even found decaf lipton iced tea it's delicious Um, i like to make my own brew i don't like the already brewed iced teas i just don't um but definitely try to limit your caffeine intake because that will help you as well. And then monitor that intake and make sure you're adequately hydrating by l- drinking at least that minimum of a clean 64 ounces of water daily. Set your timer to remind you to start sipping 30 minutes after a meal and aim for 16 ounces like in between your snacks and meals. That will kind of help you measure it throughout the day. I have gotten to this place where I, the more water I drink, the more water I drink. If that makes sense. If you know, you know. So it just starts becoming like an addiction. Like my throat will dry out if I wait too long or whatever. So I'm just constantly sipping water and I have no problem getting 100 ounces a day minimum. So just the more you drink, the more water you will drink. And you know, you can use a water bottle. I use a straw. It does not bother me. I think that's an urban myth when it comes to bariatric surgery. So out of date, in my opinion. Um, I'm not a doctor but that's my opinion. And just drink water. Drink as much as you can throughout the day. Step number six, move more. Let's say you've done really good. First six months of surgery, you do 30 minutes of exercise every single day and you're stalling and you can't figure out why. Add more. Add more to your workout. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes more of cardio. Do your 30 minutes, but then start adding in some weights or start adding in some Pilates or some squats or even just dance around for 10 minutes, put on music and just dance. You've got to move more and you've got to change up your routine. Cause again, your body acclimates, it gets used to it and it gets like stagnant. So your body's like, Nope, this is just part of my normal day. So, you know, this is my mode and this is what I'm doing. And you have to like really adjust durations, frequency, intensities, resistance workouts will be the absolute best for loose skin. Now, most of the times that means weightlifting. I hate lifting weights. I do, unless it's a machine where I can just like pull down the row or um, the squat machines where you're just pushing it out. I really don't like lifting free weights whatsoever, but I love bar exercise. I was a dancer until 18. I choreographed ballet, tap, jazz, white girl, hip hop, lyric, modern until I was 27. And I love dancing, but I love bar routines because it's just, it's like calisthenic workouts. It's your own body weight causing the resistance. And guys, you can do a 30-minute, you can do a 10-minute bar routine from YouTube for free. Did you know that? You can find anything you want on YouTube. You want to do power yoga or power Pilates or anything like that or just a cool-down workout? Just YouTube it. You know how many free things there are on YouTube? It's crazy. So... If you're hitting a stall or if you're trying to get back on track and nothing is budging, this is part of what you have to examine. It's part of why you track your food, you journal your routines, you look back week after week and see what you've done, what you didn't do, and you adjust. This life is nothing more than one big giant pivot, okay, to make it work. So I want to help you not regain. I want to help myself not regain. So move more. Lesson number six. Goal number seven, set, set goals. Seems silly, but set a goal. Set a specific, measurable goal and plan non-food rewards, a.k.a. NSVs, non-scale victories. These are huge. So I don't know about you, but before I started this journey, I bought some gold clothes. Just a pair of jeans. I bought like an outfit that I wanted to be able to wear for Christmas. And I can fit in them now. I would like to be able to fit into them a little bit better. They're still slightly tight on on the jeans. But the tops fit perfectly. And I just thought this is what I want to look good in at Christmas. So this is what I aspire to dress like this is the new me. This is who I am in my mind that I haven't been physically on the outside because I've been too scared to buy clothes like this. So have have some sort of goal and keep it measurable, but make it a non-scale victory because focusing on that scale number can become incredibly unhealthy at a certain point. Um, realistically, like I thought From the very beginning of this journey, I don't want to be smaller than a size 10 because I think a size 10 for my body style and frame and just the way I'm built and have always been built is a very healthy size. I'm not going to pretend I'm going to get down to some negative size 2. That would never happen. That has never happened. In high school, when I was fit and trim, I was never smaller than a size 10. So, in a size 10 in 2004 when I graduated and a size 10 in 2020 are not the same size. Let's be real. So I feel like a today size 10 is a very healthy size for me. And that's my overall goal at a year out. I'm almost into a size 12, but I'm not trying to really rush it. I want to lose the weight slowly and healthily. And, um, you know, I've already lost my biggest amount of weight. I'm, let me think, let me do the math real fast. I am like 20 i suck at math in my head does anyone else so i'm basically 19 pounds away from my goal i think no sorry 29 (laughs) told you i suck so i have another seven months to lose that i'm fine with losing one to two pounds a month even if that's what it is um because i just i don't want my body to like crash or my energy to crash so i'm Fine if I don't lose a pound every week because I'm gonna do a healthy and that's my measurable goal. But also, you know, other goals I have are to be more active. I want to do a 14er next summer in Colorado. I've never done one because I couldn't freaking breathe. Um, so your goal could be upping your water to 80 ounces a day for 30 days straight, or consuming 75 grams of protein for seven days versus the 60, or Moving an hour a day in a form of exercise, of whatever kind of exercise you want it to be, versus 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be a number on a scale. Do something that makes you feel good and then reward yourself for it. So let's say you do up your water to 80 ounces for 30 days and you felt like, God, I did it. I hit my goal. Go treat yourself to something like a pedicure or a massage or a facial. Ooh, God, I would love a facial. You know, set your goals and keep them specific, keep them measurable and track, track, track and then talk about it. So if you have an Instagram account or you're in this with friends or you have a Facebook group like I do, talk about your goals and what it is because you could so easily inspire someone else who's going through the same thing, but they've stayed quiet because they were embarrassed or didn't know who to turn to or or what to do or how to start it. So remember, guys, we're not in this alone, which comes down to rule number eight of getting back on track. Don't do it alone. Guys, there's so many people to help you through this journey. I know I've made friends in this journey that I talk to, I post things on my Facebook group, I post just my own little stories. I have no idea if anyone's even listening really on Instagram or to this podcast, but I don't do it alone. I'm sharing my journey because it helps me. And if I can help you in any way, shape, or form, just one person out there, then it's worth it. It's totally worth it. I just last week posted pictures of my belly, which I hate. I've not worn a two-piece swimsuit since, mm, I don't know, maybe eighth grade, maybe, maybe. And even then, probably not. Um, I've just always, it's not a thing. Even when I had a six-pack, I was not showing my stomach. Um, So I, this week on Instagram, was incredibly embarrassed. But I showed a picture of my belly from one week post-surgery where I was still all bruised up. And then I showed my my scars today and what they look like. And then I showed a pre-surgery photo and a post-surgery photo of my stomach as well mortified mortified to be showing not only my pre-weight before surgery but even my current weight because I don't like to show my stomach it's totally an insecurity um did not make me feel good or warm and fuzzy but it's part of the journey and that's why I did it and so what I'm really talking about is just don't do it alone. You're not in this alone. You can talk to any one of us that's out there right now doing VSG or RNY or any sort of bariatric surgery. Um, you can talk to your dietitian if you feel lost. So you can talk to your doctor. You can talk to just anyone, a friend, anyone who's going through this or has offered to help you. That's going to be vital to not only your weight loss but your healing because so much of this is internal healing, right? I mean, this is like therapy for me every week to come and talk to you all because it was a mental game changer to do the surgery. And it took a lot of strength. It took a lot of bravery. And for everyone who's out there sharing their journey, I'm so grateful because I would not have been able to do it without those people sharing their stories. So don't be afraid. Don't, you're not going through this alone Even if you don't like your dietitian who comes through the doctor's office or you don't feel like they're there for you, there's a hundred dietitians out in the world. And right now, there's also a ton of just virtual doctors now that you can talk to and you can do a Zoom meeting. You don't have to go in person. You don't have to leave the comfort of your home, which makes it almost more comfortable to do so. There are plenty of therapists out there if you feel like the mental struggle of this is too much. And... There's support groups. There's other podcasts out there and people who are doing this. There's so many people on social media. There are private groups where you can go and ask any question and no one's going to judge. No one. Um, so if you find that you're returning to old behavior and that you're eating emotionally or you're depressed or the anxiety's racking back up, seek support. There's absolutely zero reason to do this alone, and if you don't know where to turn to or you have more questions about what I'm doing so I don't feel alone, just send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. I'm so happy to talk to you anytime. I really, really am, Um, and I'm going to have more people on here in the new year talking about how they're not doing it alone. So I had my my girl Sarah on here, and I have a few more lined up, and I think it's going to be really, really fun. So that's it. Those are my eight steps to getting back on track. Um, whether it's a step, a goal, a rule, if even one of these things helps motivate you to get back on track, especially right now during the holidays where we just we find reasons to make an excuse. I know I did on Thanksgiving. Um, it's okay because you can always get back on track and back on your game. And that's life. It's what it's really all about no matter what your journey is, right? So in other news, I did have a great Thanksgiving. I launched my Black Friday sale on my website at lizraofficial.com shop and I had a Black Friday promo code, but in case you missed it, don't worry. I still have holiday 20 as a promo code where you can still get 20% off your entire shopping cart. And I have not only barometric friendly things up there, you all, but I have really sassy shirts. I have my Liz Rao uh, book merch merchandise, so shirts that coincide with my books or tote bags. Um, I even have some funny Christmas mask up there, but I I find it really fun and very rewarding when someone else posts it, but right now I'm going to give you 20% off with Holiday 20. So definitely go check that out. Find me on Instagram. And, you know, in the spirit of being merry, please, please, please hit that subscribe button and maybe give me a nice little five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And we will talk soon. Shall we? Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.